when he was in the hospital, he was like, he woke up and felt like somebody had stabbed him in the stomach with a knife because he had been eating so much fried food and too much red meat over the course of the last three weeks. He woke up and somebody had stabbed him in the stomach and I told him, I was like, if my dinner stabbed me in the stomach, I'd make damn sure I never ate again, ever again. Oh, for sure. And he just like, well, I won't eat fried food for a long time. And I was like, and you'll be in the hospital several times again before I am. I was like, and that is, that hurts me. I don't tire of coming to the hospital, you know? I've, been, I've lived in the hospital my whole life. Like, let your food be your medicine. It's easy. It's easy. My diet, I don't have to continuously chase a different carbohydrate or a different sugar and make sure that I've got this at this time. I just stopped eating the bullshit. And I don't have to do anything except eat when I'm hungry or not eat. And my body just regulates itself. And I feel so good. So that's why I get so adamant about it, because I know it works. It's working. Life and progress. It's You're on a majority vegan diet? Yeah, 95% vegan, 99% vegetarian. So cheese and what, the occasional cheese meat? meat. Like I eat the mess up meat here. Mess up pizza's got meat on it. I might munch on it, but I'm not going to go out of my way to eat meat. And it's basically a veggie base. Yeah, heavy, heavy broccoli, tomatoes. I eat a lot of that. Potatoes. The potatoes are more just the filler because they don't have a whole lot of them. It's got starch, turns into sugar, so it gives you energy, but it doesn't give you... Nourishment. Right. It'll give you energy like sugar does, but it'll make you feel bad later. So you have to... Insulin spike makes right, you crash. Exactly. So how long have you been doing this for? Completely for like eight months, maybe a year, close to a year. Like, I started cutting back probably about a year and a half ago. January last year, and I stopped drinking Coke altogether. Just went to Coke, I mean, just went to coffee and water. And then, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, just coffee and water. And after that, it was like after like six months, there was no cream in my coffee anymore. It was sugar, black coffee and sugar. And now it's like half terrible. sugar. Yeah, I thought it was too at first, but now, like, I feel so fortunate that I have such little particularness about anything, about food, beverage, entertainment. It may not be my favorite things, but I'll watch them, or I'll listen to them, or I'll eat them. Like, I don't, I can never be like, I just don't like that. Like, I'm like, ah, it's all right. You know, I'll my coffee is delicious with cream and sugar. It's the best way to drink it. But it's also good in every other like. I like just, heavy whipping cream and stevia. Just heavy, just just sprinkle the stevia on top. <laughs> oh no, I go heavy on the stevia. Stevia is not bad actually. It's not. It tastes very similar to sugar. It does, but opinion. it has like a. It almost has like a aspirin taste to me. Like if you like get a little bit too much on your tongue or something like. Like when Trick it's dissolved, is when it's yeah. dissolved, it's good. Yeah, yeah I'll brew up. Uh, pot of coffee and I'll put uh, six, I got like a little ice cream scooper. Yeah. I don't know what the quantity is in the ice cream scooper, but I do six, six of them in the jug and then I uh, 
dump the coffee in there, add enough water to bring it to the top, and then stick it in the fridge, and we got iced so coffee. Funny. That's how we used to make tea at Grace Day. It's like, never be like, all right. <laughs> I would just be dying laughing because I knew exactly what he meant, and they wouldn't know. Three, fill it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't taste right, what's the problem? It's three scoops. We don't know how problem? much is in the scoops, yeah, but... It doesn't taste right, what's your problem? Easy, three, fill it. <laughs> and don't forget to push the door closed, yeah, right? Yeah, So did you go vegetarian before going full vegan, or did you just kind of yeah. go full vegan? Yeah. I mean, that's the easiest way to do it. Plus, my girlfriend did it that way. Like she you know, went vegetarian for like a whole year. Like everything she's done, I'm like a year behind her. Like, you know. oh, so she was the guinea pig. It's her belief system, you know. Her beliefs changed, and you know, and she never tries to change my beliefs or whatever. You know, the, when it came to meat, there was always a feeling for me when I, even from childhood. Something that I disagreed with about eating meat, regardless if I love steak or hamburger, which of course I do. But to me, there was something, it was something just wrong with the exploitation of it. Not eating meat's not wrong, because if you have to, then so be it. There are periods of history where humans would not have survived without meat, without honey. There are periods, there's times when. If you're in a drought and you can't grow something, then you have to go kill something, you know, or vice versa. It's too wet and it doesn't grow. You, you know, there are things that we couldn't control throughout the periods of history where we had to get food where we could. Whether it's rotting vegetation on the ground, which causes us to be able to drink alcohol, or it's eating meat, whatever. It's all part of it. But exploiting meat is killing the earth. Too many cattle makes the earth hotter. Too much red meat causes cancer, causes obesity, causes overpopulation. Sugar causes obesity. Because you're, you know, all things, you know, it's a bit carbohydrate. Excess in all things causes all the excess. <laughs> like, yeah, the exploitation thing is, is really messed up, especially, you know, considering the overpopulation of wild pigs that is such a problem now in this country to the point where Ted Nugent's making videos called Apocalypse Now where he's shooting them with right, Gatling yeah. guns and so why are we mass producing it? We just go out and kill it. Yeah, that's what we should be doing. Part of it that's is, ethical. It's because of it's the, the farms, the ones that get loose and get out, they're smart. So they'll survive naturally. Even if they're, uh, you know, even if they're domesticated, they'll survive and they'll breed and they'll make. Like Alabama's infested with them too. Like, my uncle's farm, there is no qualms about it. A wild boar or coyote shot on site because they're infested. Can you eat coyote? You can, but you don't want to because they are scavengers, so they're so uh, parasitic and there's so like possums or whatever. Like, you eat that meat, but you eat it like burnt jerky if you have to. It's riddled with parasites. Isn't jerky not cooked though? Isn't it just like no, dehydrated? It's dried out highly salted. 
Yeah, I don't know why we still do the factory farming thing with pigs when it's such Especially a problem pigs. with them, you know, overpopulating. So and smart. So a lot of people are getting into hunting thanks to Joe Rogan and Cameron Haynes and John Dudley and those guys kind of pushing it out there. Um, I mean, it's it's a sport, so why don't we target that sport at these wild pigs and then start serving them to our homeless population and feeding them to pets and you know animal shelters? Right. Why can't we turn this problem into a solution? I mean, as a vegan, you'd be down to eat some ethically gained, hunted wild animal, right? Like right, yeah, someone you knew shot an elk through the heart perfectly. I so badly want to try elk. Still hasn't had it. I like venison. There's really not much difference. When it comes to wild game, it's all about cooking. I'm out from Alabama, I've hundreds of pounds of deer meat in my life. It's all about how you put it. You know, elk and deer, it's the same. Just a it's lot more same. with an elk? Yeah. And you can get the actual, you can get some of the actual, like, really good, like, flank steaks that got some fat in them from the elk, but the deer, deer is a lot more lean. So like you can the do the straps. you can do the flank steak with beer, but you almost have to like marinate it in oil for two days, so it's, so it's got that. It doesn't just fry. Juices. It doesn't just fry in the pan. You know. well, my brother did the flank steaks with me sometimes, but it's tough because with the wild meat, it is better for it because it's not it doesn't have the preservatives in it, but at the same time, it can have bacteria and stuff in it where you're doing a steak, you don't want it to be medium rare because you don't know what's in it. So it's like tricky. It's like he just makes sure that he marinates things at a tenderness so that way he can cook it well. It's still yeah. tender and well, he's been doing it forever. So he makes anything out of here. I heard bears like that. you got to cook it to a certain temperature or else your risk of trichinosis is sure. incredibly high. You ever had the bear? Me either. I had the alligator. It, it, it was rubbery. Tasted like chicken. I was real. It was like chicken. It, is it always rubbery or is that just I don't know if it was the way maybe it just got cold. Like it wasn't hot when I had it. But like I've had it a few, I've had it in Florida. It was like fried alligator. It tasted like a chicken finger. It was like delicious. <laughs> it was like, nice. it was just like chicken finger. Like you're just killing it. See, they're another problem too. Yeah. That's evolution and humans fall. Because humans keep pushing them away and evolution has made them apex predators where they just don't die. Well, if they're good so, so impossible like to kill a reptile. Like, that's why the reptile alien thing makes, we talked about before, like, a reptilian alien makes sense to me because reptiles are so adept to survival. They can change your body temperature by the elements of the earth. Like, that is, like, to me, that's it is brilliant. Instead of having to regulate ourselves and deal with it, we shade ourselves to the point that we are too cold and we have to go back up. So that would just eradicate air conditioning is so much electrical. Like, a cool thing to be cold-blooded.
Well, I mean, we got the Wim Hof method, which makes us less susceptible to adverse weather. You just do the breathing technique and you can go like me. I've got videos to prove it. Being out there for 45 minutes and 14 degrees in shorts. Breathing is all things. I think te technique and breathing is all things. It's a, it's a stage one of any type of trance or any type of movement into any type of meditation and all that stuff always starts with breathing. Oh yes. It's the essential it part. All of it. Exercises like that repetition. Yeah, it surprises me. Again, we've got alligators and pigs that are a problem as far as overpopulation goes, yet we're still factory farming pigs and chicken when gator tastes like chicken. For those of you guys that are just listening, and since we're not videoing, that's the only option right now, um, Brett is like moving his fingers in the money-counting fashion. So, yeah, I mean, there would have to be money in harvesting alligators, too. It's food. Never watched the show. I did the first three seasons, and I was going to I figured out, like, one of the oddest occurrences in my life. Like, I've already known that I'm kind of like a backwards person as far as, like, how I learn things and experience things in general. But... I don't realize like my whole life for the most part is almost backwards. Like I can't recall at any point in my life ever falling down the stairs. Yet I fairly frequently, I'd say at least five or six times a year, fall up the stairs. Like just the other day, I fell up the stairs. I think it's because like I got wide feet and I like Nike shoes because they're comfortable but it's really hard to find the style in wide so I have to go like a few sizes longer so I just catch my toe on that stair and just That's what your girlfriend fall. tells you. <laughs> I just gotta go a few sizes longer. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're talking shoe extensions here. Comedians like every guy is taking a ruler. It's a right to be this. And you measure from where your butthole stops to where your dick is. 24 inches, that's pretty good, right? Adam Carolla, Adam Carolla said, from the end of the taint, from the end of the taint, two laps around the base, and then out to the tip. 39 inches, right? It's not too bad. And then he was all like talking about how it should be measured by water displacement. Just to be more accurate. That's a couple of guys having a conversation for you. We're talking about things being backwards and tripping up the stairs instead of falling down them and it somehow manages to uh, get carried into penis talk. Penis, penis everywhere. If I ever have the money to buy my own island, I'm going to put it like near Shanghai so I can go on a competition with them. But I call it Shang Low. And like the slogan would be like, Why Shanghai? Like, you're, you're building your own island. When you can Shang Low? 
find my own island and move it to Shanghai. <laughs> There's got to be some sort of island there. I mean, we're not we're not talking about giant islands. I'm sure there's some sort of island in that area. Where big air bladders grow crops on them in the middle of their ponds. Yeah. Pretty pretty ingenious man. Damn it. All right, Brett. If I immediately began tipping one dollar per hundred and stiffing outright nine times out of ten do you think some extreme person on the left side would call me out and deem that cultural appropriation no comment it's not appropriate (laughs) it's not appropriate cultural appropriation Hey, we're not naming any names here. We're pointing it to one specific group. But I'm just curious if I get called out for that. Man. Well, you'd be disliked by 99% of 99%. I just wouldn't want to do that. It was just a funny rhetorical question I wanted to throw out there. i got to throw a little bit of humor in when we're doing our live podcast. Speaking of humor, uh, Brett and I just saw a lady out in the middle of the torrential downpour. Um, Those of you who believe in a firmament, I believe that it may have just sprung a leak. And um, the sky came down on us, and the waters above united with the waters below. But uh, there was a lady out in our parking lot sweeping something with a broom. I didn't see a dustpan either. She was sweeping in the rain. What'd you do to your finger? I bet it's a splinter. Talk about like finding pallets and stuff and like having a hobby of constructing things. I hate it when that happens. Speaking of which, I need to hit up my lady and remind her that it is time for my monthly manicure and pedicure. Not saying that's the woman's job per se, but she volunteered to do it, so I allow her to do it. Love you, baby. I mean, we can all do with more money as a general rule, but if I ever do get to a point where I'm really comfortable to where there's a little bit of access, because if there's a lot of access, there's a lot of good that I can do with said access. But if I got just a little bit, like I really enjoy crab legs, but I hate all the work involved in eating said crab legs. So I got this idea while Heather and I were vacationing at Folly Beach for a whole two days, because like I said, don't have the excess, um, to find a local homeless person. I guess I I didn't see any homeless in Folly, so I probably have to go to like Charleston or one of the surrounding areas. Find them take them to a Planet Fitness where I have a membership, get them in as a guest, get them a shower, give them some fresh, clean clothes, take them out to dinner, and then assign them the task of 
shelling all of my crab legs in exchange for dinner for them, as well as a hotel room for that evening. Do you think that'd be fair trade, or do you think that'd be like a mean thing to do? Well, think, just for one night? Wouldn't that be like fair pay? I mean, I guess like I could pay a minimum wage on top of that. That would make it legal, right? It's not prostitution. We're not engaging in any sexual act. He's just. Isn't it by definition sex for pay? Services. No, because that, that would make all bartering illegal. There's a company called Trade Bank that allows you to literally turn your bartering into money, cash money. Prostitution is sex for pay. I think I just have to add in the minimum wage factor and then we're good to go. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. I'm going to try to make it happen. Try to tuck a little money aside, make some homeless person's night dinner and a clean motel room to sleep in and some fresh clean clothes a shower the unworthy or corrupt use of one's talents for the sake of personal or financial gain well that leaves way too much to <laughs> interpret so all there's things, many there's many hack comics that, you sell that would, yourself for many hacks <laughs> hack comics that are paid to be on stage of prostitutes and I guess by that definition Synonyms, sex trade, whoring, streetwalking, sex tourism. <laughs> sex tourism? So that's like cruising? Oh, here we go. Like in gay slang? The oldest profession. <laughs> okay. Dated whoredom. <laughs> Never heard that one. I guess that's what happens when you're extremely bored with boredom. You turn to whoredom. Archaic harlotry. They claim that the casino industry only encourages prostitution in the area. That's all I want Prostitution is the dumbest law, though, for the record. I mean, anything that's completely legal to do when there's no money involved all of a sudden becomes illegal when there's money involved. That's nothing but corruption. Yeah, it's, it's all stupid. Puritanical nonsense laws. But what does that have to do with the cost of tea in China? It's another dumb phrase I'm calling out right now. What does that even matter? Unless you're an avid tea drinker or in the tea trade or a China person who is addicted to caffeine in the form of tea. It's a Wall Street phrase. It's all about stocks and bonds. Yeah, we got to figure out what the actual meaning is behind that because I'm calling silliness on that. I'm calling shenanigans. It's a Wall Street phrase. That doesn't make it valid just because it's used on Wall Street, right? That's where it originated from. Well, at least we have its origin, folks. Any of you guys want to leave me a message and uh, tell me... Actually, it's a trading... What is it? The euro... Trading currency. Trading Trading company, whatever the shipping thing went all through the world in 1718. Yeah, trading spices. Right, it was all stuff. of that. It was this affects this price, that affects that price. What's that got to do with the price of tea in China? Well, we got an answer. This, Look this, at this, that. This and this and that. Everything is everything. And any phrases I'm inconclusive on, I'm going to save them for my live cod- podcast with Brett. Codcast. I got fish on the brain. Where can I get some good cod? 
cob fillet. Oh man, it's so good. Dude, a nice nice blackened cod fillet right now. Some Cajun seasoning on it. Take your mother out to a nice. So as a vegan, do you indulge in the, the fish, especially the cod? Not in a long time, so my girlfriend never likes it. But do you guys consider that like a meat, or is that something that's okay to eat? It's definitely a meat. It's an animal. An aquatic one, not a mammal, but true. It has life. You look in its eyes, it's got consciousness, it's sentient. It has a life. But if you look around everywhere in our world, the rule of things is life eats life. There's no getting around it. That is what it is. I really feel like we are here to have our souls, our consciousness, our spirit conditioned. We must learn. And as a byproduct of that learning, we should teach, live, laugh, love, enjoy life. And those of us with the capability to do so, to create beautiful things, works of art, should do so to make everyone else's experience better. Anything you want to add to that uh, proverb? Life eats life. The difference is we have a choice. Some of us do. If you're, if you're in a developing nation and you have limited resources, you know, I think you have to eat what you can eat. And, uh, I mean, really, vegan, like, with, you know, ketogenic or any of the, the newfangled diets that seem to have a high effectiveness, they seem to cost a lot, probably because, you know, big sugar subsidizes you know, the standard American diet. Right, that's why all that stuff eating. is cheap. It's not the meat eating that's a sin, it's the exploitation of it. It's the American that says they have to have meat three meals a day, which is, they just don't. They don't. No. All we need is one meal a day. Yeah, at most. And that's not even necessary. And that's why I'm going to go to the 21-hour uh, fast now that Brett says that I should not do. He says that I will die. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. Well, you will. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually. Supposedly. I mean, we still haven't worked out, you know, a conclusive way of determining that. I mean, we still have um, Keanu Reeves. There's this whole... Yeah, there's a, there's a theory going around that he's an immortal. They found, like, pictures of him through the decades... And like bone structure, jaw structure, height. Like he's a really tall dude and like all the distinguishing features are there. Is he tall? Yeah, he's really tall. It's not one of those seen in person or Tom Cruise. I had a old friend of mine or whatever, he was in college. His roommate was high school friend with Tom Cruise. Met him like on two occasions when they were in college. So before he's, this is when they're teenagers. So this is, yeah. Before Cruz is famous, and he's like, 
five five at Paulist. That wasn't his real last name, Cruz, was it? He's got a No, it's, I think it is. I mean it made something like that or whatever, but I don't I don't know that at all. But I think it's uh, either way they're like stage five game. five at Tallest. It's like not one inch taller. <laughs> Isn't he like 55 now? Five, he, he's 56 years old. And he looks like five, he's 25. 5'5". Five. Five, five. I'll deal with 25. I, I would be happy to be 5'5", five, five, and at 55 look like I'm 25. And I'm Jack Reacher, 6'3", in the books, played by 5'5", five, five, Tom Cruise. <laughs> so I didn't watch that movie. Couldn't buy it? No, it's missing 8 inches. What yeah. woman wants to be missing 8 inches? But it's on camera. <laughs> I don't know, one that's really so into micro-penises. So three, missing five. I mean, there's got to be, like, chicks that have, like, hypersensitive vaginas that are only into dudes with micro-penises. Das. I don't uh, think all dudes with micro-penises are um, incels. There, are you familiar with incels? I don't know. Involuntary celibates? Like, dudes that are just not attractive just to females? And again, back to the prostitution thing. Those people wouldn't have to go psycho and murder so people so if they could just pay a girl. <laughs> 90% of men are in cells. Oh. Just not attractive to women. It's not 90%. I mean, I think if it was mandatory for every man of... Every man knows that every that 90% of all women everywhere are not interested in sex with men, period. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think it's much lower. I think um, every human being that is sound mentally should have to have a mandatory psychedelic experience. That's only and I think once that happens, I think people open up about their true selves, and then once they do, it's easier for a woman to find them attractive. I mean, some dudes, I mean, I've met them, I'm not going to call them out by name, they're just like that. Thankfully, I had one of them come out and say, I think I'm a homosexual. I'm like, good for you, dude. You're probably, you know, incel otherwise, so, I mean, if you can find a dude and make it work, good for you. On that note, peace out, guys.